Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Today's Gospel comes from Matthew chapter 14, beginning with the 22nd verse. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. That is an amazing story and one that is probably one of the most familiar readings in all of the Gospels. So often the sermons that I have heard about this text or the messages that I've heard people talk about refer and focus on Peter. Peter who asks for a sign as proof. Peter whose doubts cause him to sink. Peter, whose arrogance kind of seems to get the best of him as he seeks to join Jesus on the water. Peter, whose words, Lord, if it is you, sounds an awful lot like the devil who comes after Jesus in the wilderness at the start of Jesus' ministry. It's so often about Peter when we hear the message on this text preached. But it's not, and it never has been, the good news according to Peter. And so if it's not about Peter, that means that the focus of today's gospel reading is not if he had just had enough faith, he could have walked on the water. The message is not if we had enough faith, we could overcome all of our problems in spectacular ways. The message is not if you're, root, if you're afraid, then you're not rooted in God's love. The message is not You can't be fearful and faithful at the same time. If you have ever heard me or anyone else say those messages, well, on behalf of myself, I'll just say, forgive me, because that is not the good news. The message is not what one writer calls a Christianity of brave fronts and happily ever afters. Nope, that is not the good news that Matthew is trying to convey. To get at that good news, we've got to refocus our eyes and ears, as always, on Jesus and what Jesus is doing in today's gospel. 
it's really interesting because at the beginning of chapter 14, Jesus has just learned that John the Baptist has been killed by Herod the ruler. And so Matthew has also told us that this same Herod, when he heard reports about Jesus and all that Jesus was doing, thought that Jesus was John the Baptist raised from the dead. So it's not much of a stretch to imagine that if Herod would kill John in order to preserve his own pride, he would have no difficulty doing the same or even worse to Jesus. So it makes some sense that Jesus was seeking to have some time apart from the disciples and the crowds to pray and to have an opportunity to commune with God alone. Maybe he was starting to face for himself the deadly peril of the road ahead of him, and he was beginning to become more clear about what was coming. Maybe he was beginning to wonder how he would prepare his disciples for the chaos that was going to be unfolding. And so Matthew tells us Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. And for the first time in Matthew's gospel, Jesus sends the disciples off alone without him. So there they are, alone in the boat, battered by the waves, and far from the land. And it's into this scene that Jesus comes to them walking on water. Our minds, our modern minds, hear this, and we look for some kind of scientific explanation to explain how the laws of gravity don't apply in this instance. And because that is often the first question that comes to mind, we begin to imagine all kinds of explanations. I know that someplace along the line in my life, I heard somewhere that maybe this was a part of the sea that was not particularly deep. It was quite shallow. And so as the winds blew over the waters, it blew the water into another direction. And so Jesus and Peter aren't actually walking on the water, even though it looks like they are. Maybe you've heard some explanations like this as well in your life. But it's important to remember, Matthew wasn't writing for our modern minds. His mind was steeped instead in Hebrew scripture. And in Hebrew scripture, the sea was synonymous with the forces of chaos, which were held at bay by the creative act of God, but were always threatening to break loose and wreak havoc on the world. The sea threatened life. And it also threatened the created order. In Hebrew scripture, only God is described as walking on the water or having power over the chaotic forces of the sea. And so if we take on Matthew's biblical mindset, being on the sea, as was the case for the disciples, was a threat in and of itself. And walking on the sea, as Jesus does in today's gospel, signaled his command and power over the very forces of nature. And so when Jesus saw, when the disciples saw Jesus coming towards them, they were rightfully terrified. Terrified because in their mind, only God walks on water, which means that they were seeing God. And not even the great Moses of the Old Testament could look on God and live. The sea threatened life. And so what was about to happen to these disciples who saw Jesus, who saw God walking on water? 
You can imagine the very real terror that filled the disciples at that time. And it leads Jesus to speak a word to them. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, maybe they were soothed by simply hearing Jesus say, don't worry, don't worry, it's me. They thought they were seeing a ghost, but it was just a case of mistaken identity. But that word, it is I, that Jesus says to them is more than just, it's me. In Greek, the words are ego ami. These are the same words that God uses when speaking to Moses from a burning bush in the Old Testament. I am is the name of God revealed in Exodus. And so I am is the name that Jesus reveals to the disciples in this moment as he comes to them walking on water. You, I know, will not remember this if you listen to these episodes regularly, but Way back in December, at the end of Advent, when we were examining many different names for Jesus, we read the opening chapter of Matthew's Gospel. And in that chapter, an angel comes to Joseph, Jesus' father, in the night, and he reveals that the child to be born to Mary would be known as Jesus Emmanuel, a name which at that time we learned meant the God who saves is with us. So what Jesus or what Matthew is trying to tell us as Jesus, like God, walks on water to the disciples and says, don't be afraid, I am. What Jesus is saying to them is, I am the God who saves, who is with you. Matthew's story is kind of simple on the surface, but a whole poetic meaning is just beyond the words on the page, and none of that meaning has anything to do with Peter. In the midst of all of the chaos that leaves Peter and the other disciples rightfully afraid, in the midst of this chaos that threatens to drown them, leaving them feeling alone and battered and confused, Jesus walks to them on the water, showing them by his very presence that the God who saves is with them in that moment. In the face of Herod's threats, Jesus will not abandon them. I am the God who saves who is with you. In the face of their natural fears, Jesus is not going to leave them. I am the God who saves who is with you. In the face of their confusion and certainty about who they are seeing, Jesus comes to them and says, I am the God who saves who is with you. Throughout this gospel passage, Jesus keeps coming near and approaching the disciples. Jesus never stops moving towards them in today's gospel. And that, it seems to me, is the good news that Matthew is getting at. Jesus never stops moving towards the one he loves. Jesus never stops walking amidst the chaos to come to, come to the places where we are battered. Jesus never stops seeking us when we are afraid. Jesus never stops approaching our storm-tossed boats. 
Jesus never stops coming for us, even when we, like Peter, ask for signs and proofs. As he walks on the water to join his disciples in the boat, Jesus embodies the identity that is announced before his birth and will be his final words before he departs this earth at the end of Matthew's gospel. The God who saves is and always will be with us. Faith is not about being able to walk on the water, but daring to believe in face of all of the evidence that God is with us in the boat, made visible in the faces of the community of faith around us as we make our way through the storm, battered by the waves. No storm, no threat, no despair, no fear, no doubt, no mistake. Nothing in all of creation can defeat this good news. I hope that you have evidence in the week ahead of Jesus coming near to be with you. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org. <laughs>